Welcome to the Pieces Podcast. It's Tariq here, and today I want to talk about function. Everything that God created has a purpose and it was designed with a function. For me to discredit anyone or anything that God made and say that it's not valuable would be to slap the creator in the face and say that what you made wasn't good enough. And that's not how we're supposed to be in the kingdom of God. We're supposed to be able to see the value of what God has created and give him honor for what he's given us. So today's episode is going to be all about function. What is the function of mankind? What's my personal? function and how do those things marry to see the image of God created in the earth just once again so that the pieces will come together stick around Good afternoon. This is Tariq here with the Pieces Club Podcast. Just want to welcome you again. Today I want to discuss the importance of knowing your function. Because when I know my function and you know your function as as believers in Christ and we operate together according to the word of God, then we can produce the solution to all of the world's problems. Right now it doesn't take much to see that in our country alone there's a lot of unrest and a lot of just destruction going on and it seems like there's going to be no end to it and that's what we look with the natural eye it's easy to see that things are broken and and distraught and scattered and 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 just seem like there's no hope but the word of god tells me that christ in me is the hope of glory and that me as a believer that i I am able to release this hope to the world that's hurting and, and lost and sick and dying. But what happened? What has happened is the church has lost sight of what its true function is. We got caught. We've gotten caught up with, oh, I've with attendance. We've gotten caught up with with shares and likes. We've gotten caught up with with programs and trying to bring people into a building and trying to bring people into just to moments of of conversion, but we have forgotten that our sole function is to reveal Jesus Christ and him crucified to the world around us, that our function is to be the hands and feet of Jesus to show the world that there is a hope and his name is Jesus Christ, and it's not just in word, but in deed, because I can tell you all day long that Jesus is the way, but if I'm not demonstrating to you, if I'm not bringing you into a place of discipleship, if I'm not bringing you into a position where you can watch me as the apostle paul said if you if i'm bringing you to a place where you can follow me as i follow christ then i am failing you as a christian and i don't want to fail the mission because god's mission is going to be accomplished in the earth but i want to be instrumental in that i want him to be able to use me and i want to be able to operate in my function so today i want to talk about the importance of function the importance of knowing that we are the body of Christ, knowing that God has designed us in a way that we work together to produce his kind of fruit in the earth. I can't expect the world at large to operate by the Spirit of God because the world did not know him, according to the book of John. In John chapter 1, it says that the light came into the world and the world knew him not. 
Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah 53 that we esteemed him not, that we did not recognize him because he wasn't much to see. He wasn't much to look at. So in this episode, I want us to uncover the function of mankind and uncover the function of the individual. So in order for us to really understand this, I think we need to go back to the beginning and go back to Genesis chapter 1. We, we're all familiar with it where it, the word of God tells us that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The, the, earth, was without, the earth was without form and void and there was darkness covering the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. What stuck out to me as I read that is, in the, in the beginning, God created. If I, don't, if I as a believer don't yield myself to that truth that God created, then I'm going to try to stray away or think that I can find what I need in anything else and find my purpose elsewhere. But life begins and ends with God. He is the Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is the one that we draw our life from. The entire universe draws its life from the Spirit of God. So for me as a believer to step outside of God's word is to say that I know more than God who created everything. It's to say that I know what's best for me and I can function and operate outside of your presence, God, and that's not true. I mean, this is a common analogy used, but when you take a fish out of water, it begins to die. It begin, it's not able to receive its proper oxygen because it's not in a place, it's not in the right environment where it can function. And we as believers and we as mankind as a whole, we have to function in the presence of God. And anytime we are out of the presence of God, we begin to die. We begin to lose purpose or much rather lose sight of purpose. So today I, today I just want to really tackle what function is and how important it is to be connected to God to know our function in the earth. So I'm a definition guy, and I looked up the definition of the word function, and it means purpose natural to or intended for a person or a thing. Right now I'm sitting in a chair. The function of this chair is to hold me up so I'm not sitting on the ground. If a leg on this chair breaks off, I'm hitting, I'm hitting the deck. If... If this chair isn't able to be used for its function, it's not able to be used properly, then it cannot serve its purpose. And I'm really learning that this year that in my walk with Christ, if I am not operating in the function that he's designed for me, then I cannot fulfill my purpose. And I'm not being useful to the kingdom of God. And that's a scary place to be in. We get caught up in the day-to-day -day of life, and it's so easy to lose focus on the fact that we are here on a mission. We are here on purpose to reveal Christ to the world around us. I have to reveal Christ at work. I have to reveal Christ in my family. I have to reveal Christ in my friendships. I have to reveal Christ in all that I do. And 
what happens is we tend to withhold Christ from areas that we don't think that he belongs. And that's, that's just a failure as, as a human. That's just a failure in my own personal walk where I will not allow God to have access to areas of my life. And those areas that he doesn't have access will not know what their function is. I won't be able to understand the function of those areas of my life if I don't give God the access he deserves. So, like, let's, we're going to start, like, you know, broad, and we're going to narrow it down. So, broadly, simply put, the function of mankind is to, to fear God and keep his commandments. According to Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and the 13th verse, King Solomon says that that is the full duty of man, to fear God. What does it mean to fear God? That means to work, to worship him. To, to revere him, to give him the praise and honor that his name is due because he is the, the provider. He is our healer. He is that friend that is always present. He is a present help in times of danger to us as believers. But if we don't see him as such, if we don't ascribe to him the worship that he deserves, then we will not get to know him in his true position. As king of kings, as lord of lords, we say the cliches, we say these words, but when we get down to the crux of it, are they in our heart? Are they rooted in us that I know that I'm not going to go astray because he is fill in the blank. I know that I'm not going to operate this way because he is. I know I'm not going to allow my anger to overtake me because God is. See, he's the, his presence is what brings peace. And when I allow myself to get out of presence, then I can, I open myself up for chaos. So the function of mankind globally, the, the whole duty of man is to please God our Father. You see, Jesus lived his life to please the Father. He said, anything you see me do or hear me say, I'm not doing it on my own accord. I only do what I see the Father do, and I only say what I hear the Father say. And that is what I desire. I want to be like Jesus. I want to know what the Father is saying. I want to know what the Father is doing, not just so I can say, hey, that looks great. That looks, oh, look, oh, hey, let me give you a hand clap, God, but so that I can partner with him, so I can be joined with him, so that he can use me in this earth to see people come alive, to see people that were afar off get close to God, to see people that were outside of their purpose, walking in purpose. See, we have a saying at the church I go to that says that we are here to connect people to, to Jesus Christ and the purpose, plan, and destiny that he has for their lives. And that is the, that's just the truth of, of being ministers of reconciliation. We are, I'm not here for my own gain. I'm not here for what Tariq Henry wants to do. I'm here for what is God doing through me? How am I revealing the nature of God to the world around me? And how am I seeing those who are hurt and broken reconciled back to purpose where they can seek the function that God has for them individually? But it takes me getting a revelation of the, of the corporate function, the, what I call the ultimate goal, and that's to fear God and honor him and respect him and to keep his commandments. You see, in the Old Testament, 
we have the breakdown and exodus of the Ten Commandments, and you know, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not have any other gods before me, and you know, they're all there in Exodus chapter 20. And then Jesus comes on the scene and he reveals to us even deeper. He reveals to us what's the heart behind these commandments. What's the heart behind it? You see, Jesus came in John 15, he speaks and he says, love one another as I have loved you. In Matthew, he tells us the, uh, when, he's try, when uh, the, the Pharisees are trying to, tr to test his gangster, if you will, when they're trying to try him, Jesus says, the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind and all your strength and to love your neighbor as yourself. But something stood out to me in John 15 verse 12 where he says, love one another as I have loved you. See, it's easy for any one of us to say, I love God and I love people. I can say it all day long. I can tell people how much I love them. I can, I can show them how much I love them. I can buy them lunch. I can get them cards, give them flowers, this, that, the other. And that's all good stuff. That, don't, don't get me wrong. Those are great things to show your love. But are we loving as Jesus loved us? See, Jesus loved us unto death, even death on a cross. Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice with his life to show that he loved us. That The book of Romans tells us in the fifth chapter that God showed his love for us that while we were yet sinners, while we were yet afar off, when we were still disconnected from the truth... And when we were still blinded to the truth that Christ died for us, that even in spite of whether we would receive his grace or not, whether we would receive the gift of God, which is eternal life through Jesus Christ, according to the scriptures, even if we didn't receive that, that he still loved us in spite of our condition and, and said, hey, I still love you in spite of what, you've, what you're going to do and what you have done. That's the kind of love that I want to operate in, that in spite of what someone may have said to me, what they may have done to me, what, however they may have chapped, my, chapped me the wrong way or rubbed me the wrong way, I want to be able to say that even though that may have hurt me, even though that may have put me in a place where I was confused or I, was, I might have been angry or upset about it, I want to even through that say, hey, you know what? I still love you because there's a greater love inside of me because I remember when I wronged God. I remember when I was afar off from God. I was operating in the love of this or the love of that. I was operating in a lesser love than the ultimate love, the love that lays down its life for friends. So the purpose and the function of mankind as a whole is to, is to fear God and keep his commandments. And his commandments is to love one another as he loved us. If I can grab hold of that truth and allow that to operate in my heart and allow that to operate in my life, and no matter what circumstance or situation I come across, that's, I believe that's step one as a believer. You know, after we've already been born again, after we've received Christ, step one as a believer is getting to know that God deserves our honor and our glory just because of who he is, not because of what he's given us, but inherently our nature is to worship. We're, we were created to be worshipful beings, so we are going to worship 
no matter what. So it's a matter of let me cast my worship where it truly belongs, and it belongs on my Father. It belongs on the one who, who made me, the one who breathed life into existence, the one who is the beginning and the ending, the author and finisher of my faith. He deserves all of my fear, my, rev- my reverence, my honor, anything that I would want to give to someone or an accolade I want to give to someone, I, he deserves that. I'm not saying not to celebrate people. I'm not saying not to honor people. But I'm saying is we have a society that we are driven by honoring the wrong things. And if we as the body of Christ fall into that trap of honoring the wrong things, we are going to miss out on what God wants to do through us to affect the world around us. So our first duty, our first goal is to honor our God, fear him and keep his commandments by loving one another as he has loved us. So if we can, like I said, that's step one. If we can capture that heart, capture that truth that we fear God and keep his commandments, in that, in that relationship, we begin to, to realize, we, God begins to reveal to us what our individual function is. So I want us to take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 in the 12th verse because this has been a really key scripture for me this year. Just kind of like something I've been meditating on and read. I, I won't say every day, but many days throughout the week I read the scripture because it just it's just so heavy with truth. So I'm going to read here. It says, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many are one, are one body, so it is with Christ Jesus. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, what would... That would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. So here we get the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Corinth, and he's telling them that, hey, don't get caught up in focusing on what everyone else around you is doing in, the, in this body of believers. Just because brother so-and-so is a preacher doesn't mean that you're any less. Just because sister so-and-so can sing and you can't doesn't mean that you don't belong. See, we get caught up in, in idolizing other people's gifts. That's right. I said idolizing other people's gifts and talents that we don't take time to seek the Lord and ask him where, what he's given us so that we can present that to the whole pot of what's going on in our, in our local assembly that we can glorify God together. So we, we put a demand on the gifts and talents that we see as marketable. As you read on in chapter 12, it kind of talks about that. We put a demand on things that we see marketable and we kind of like brush off those gifts that, 
that we don't see as, as that great. And that's not how we're supposed to be as in the body of Christ. We are supposed to operate with the heart that, hey, my peace functions according to how God called me, and your peace functions according to how God called you. And when we connect our, when we get connected together, and we and we flow together, we can affect and cover much more ground than if we were separate pieces, just kind of doing what we do. So, when. The only way to really receive understanding, because what verse sticks out to me is verse 18 here in chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians. It says, but as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. There's another key, another truth. As he chose. God selects what gifts and talents we had. He made us. It's like the guy that made the table I'm sitting in front of. He selected what, how many legs he wanted to put on it, the color, the, the pattern. The, he selected what this table would look like. He chose and put this thing together as he willed because he was the creator. God being our creator, he divides to us gifts and talents according to what he needs us to do in the earth. And if I get caught up in looking at my brother or my sister and, and saying, oh, I wish I could operate like that. Even as the minister of the gospel, if I look at another preacher and I say, I want to operate the way he does. If I look at my pastor and say, man, I wish I could do what he does. I'm out of order. Because God has given me and gifted me talents to, for me to present, to serve the body at large, to serve the body around me. And I can't get jealous or get caught up in what someone else is doing and say that, man, I wish I was. Now, it's okay to be like, man, that's amazing how they're operating in their gift. Man, I love that. I want to operate in my gift in that capacity. That's different. But when I get tied up in, oh, well, brother so-and-so has 3,000 followers. Why don't I have 3,000 followers? Then I'm missing the point. If I put my gift in God's hand and let him breathe on what he's given me, and I just begin to just trust in him and operate in him and commune with him so that he can reveal to me what he's called me to do, then say I only reach one person with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that person is just totally sold out for Jesus and totally just operating in their purpose. Then I fulfilled exactly what my function was in the earth. It's not about how many people that I can lead to Christ or how many people I can get to come to a church meeting or an event. It's about how many people are being affected by what God's put in me. How many people are seeing the light of Christ shine through me. How many people are being encouraged and empowered because I let go of my own idea, my own agenda for my life and I picked up my cross, denied myself and followed after Jesus. See, that's my function. Our function is to operate by the Spirit of God, to operate as joint heirs together to reveal Christ to the people around us. Our function is the ministry of reconciliation. Our function is to produce disciples to make disciples of every single nation 
preaching and teaching the gospel, the good news that Jesus Christ is, that he loves us and that he came and gave his life for us and resurrected so that we can be resurrected from any dead situation we came into or came from and operate in proper order in the working function that he designed in the beginning when he made us in his likeness and image. We must desire to release Jesus to the people around us. We must desire to be the hands and feet of Jesus as sons of God. We must desire in this hour to show forth the talents and the giftings that God has put us so that people will get a taste of who he is and be drawn to repentance because it is the goodness of Lord of the Lord that causes a man to repent. See, if I'm not releasing the goodness of the Lord in, in, my, in my actions or in my workplace or in my, in my relationships, then I am out of function. I am out of order. I am floundering. I desire to release the love of God. I desire to demonstrate the power of God. Not so people can say, oh, look, Tariq, look at you. But so people can say that there is a God in heaven that rules in the affairs of men, that I can have that encounter that Jesus talked about in Matthew 5, 16, that that when I let my light so shine before men and they see the good works of my hands, they'll get to glorify my heavenly father. See, I don't deserve glory and honor. I don't deserve those things. Those things belong to God because he's the only one that knows what to do with them. So I want us to really focus in on function. How am, am I fearing God and keeping his commandments? Am I loving the people around me as Christ loved me? Am I loving them unto death, unto the death of my flesh, unto the death of my desire? Am I picking up my cross and walking after him daily? Am I yielding myself and communing with him so that I can hear what he says about me and I can tell him who he is and he can tell me who I am? And it's just a constant just, just exchange between me and my heavenly father. It's a constant just him breathing life into me and me pouring it back to him. And then people are being affected by the fact that I am connected to the vine and they're eating the fruit of my branch and saying they're tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. Brothers and sisters, we have to get back to a place of functioning according to what we've been called to. Remember, God places us in the body of Christ as he wills. I can't determine what I want to do. I can't say, oh man, that looks like fun. I want to do that. I have to genuinely seek the Lord and ask him to reveal to me, Lord, what are my talents? Lord, what have you given me to do on the earth? Lord, what? is it that I am here for? But that all flows from that place of giving him honor and respect, keeping his commandments, which is to love one another as Christ loved the church. Heavenly Father, I'm thankful that you are with us Lord God, that whoever listens to this podcast, I pray that the seed of the word would be deposited in their heart and that they would begin to seek your function for their life, that they would begin to seek to know what you've called them to and why what you've called them for. Father, I just pray that you would help us to love one another as you loved us, that we would love one another unto death, that we would love one another in spite of. Jesus, I just praise you and I honor you. Thank you for putting this word in my mouth. I know some of it may have been jumbled, but Lord God, I pray that it is effective and it is what you've asked me to do. God bless the people. 
Lord, shine your face upon them. May your countenance arise upon them, Lord God, and be gracious unto them. Lord Jesus, we honor you and we praise you. And it's in your most holy name I pray. Amen.